0: You heard me talk earlier, if you were with me, if not, I did, and uh, you've heard anyway, about the fact that uh, we have a a colleague province, not a neighboring province, Alberta. Alberta has decided to uh, significantly relax some of the rules of the game on COVID. They're, they're saying, look, this is uh, endemic, it is going to continue to be endemic, it's going to be like any other disease, we're going to have to take it in stride. We've been uh, at the forefront, they're saying they've been at the forefront of uh, everything on this. Uh, pandemic, and so they have decided to, uh, as of a certain date, within about a week, drop the whole concept of people having to quarantine, uh, if they are testing positive, that kind of thing. It's it's a significant change, and there are a lot of people that are not very happy about it. We're going to talk about that, but uh, before we do, Ontario is planning to soon provide more regular updates on how many COVID-19 cases are in vaccinated versus unvaccinated people, as the province's top doctor said, uh, I guess it was Tuesday. The risk of getting this disease is 6.4 times higher if you are unvaccinated. And that was Dr. Kieran Moore. He's relatively new in the job, and he said it is a complicated thing to tie individual cases to vaccination status, but it is important information. So they're working on it. I don't know when that's going to happen, but our guest may have some insights into it. Uh, And uh, you know her name. Her name is Dr. Jennifer Kwan. She's a family physician, and she has been posting on Twitter daily COVID numbers and graphs every day since last March. Good morning, Dr. Kwan.
1: Good morning, Peter. Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, it's great to have you on, and uh, thank you for doing what you do. I think it is a a great aid memoir for everybody to get a a sense of where we are. Uh, I know that this vaccinated versus unvaccinated is a big deal. All we have to do is look a very short distance over the American border, and they've got what uh, the President of the United States himself has called a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Are we in the same danger?
1: Well, looking at Ontario's statistics, we've actually been doing pretty good in terms of vaccinations. Um, for those over age 12, now over 80% have had at least one dose and about 68% have had two doses. Um, and looking at the statistics uh, for, you know, whether the new cases are um, vaccinated or unvaccinated, the vast majority are not fully immunized. So, um, you know, looking at the last month, Um, You know, 95% of cases, 97% of hospitalizations, 99% of IP emissions, and 95% of deaths are in unvaccinated or partially vaccinated individuals.
0: Well, I've got to ask you, where are you getting these numbers?
1: So I looked at the Public Health Ontario reports. Um, They do publish it periodically, but more of a cumulative um, view from December. So I compared the last two reports for that.
0: Okay. So you did that. And I know that what you do is you put everything into a spreadsheet of your own design. And so if I were to say on the air going forward, that uh, according to uh, professionals like yourself, we're looking at hospitalizations and serious illness with COVID 95 plus percent of the time in unvaccinated persons, would I be accurate?
1: Uh, That would be pretty accurate. Now that might change because as you know, more people are getting immunized, the proportion may um, increase. So, for example, in countries where almost every single person is fully immunized, then the proportion of those will be greater. Um, But, of course, it's still disproportionate. Like, even if there's a small minority of unvaccinated people, they will uh, take up a disproportionate large amount of those serious outcomes.
0: Okay, well, generally speaking, uh, we get the numbers around 10.15, 10, 10.20 10, in the morning every day. And at 10.30, we put them on the air. We drill down and, and say this this number in hospital, this number in ICU, this number of deaths, all of these things that people, they don't always want to know, but they have to know. And uh, and so we do that. But we're going to add a line very soon, as I hear, uh, that comes from the province that says, Number uh, percentage unvaccinated, eh, whatever it happens to be, and I assume it'll be like you found in the 90s. Uh, when do we figure that we're going to get that on a daily basis as published by the same authorities from uh, public health?
1: Well, it sounds like they said soon, so I'm not quite sure exactly when.
0: What's the government that's... saying soon, Jennifer? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you know, I don't know when. I mean, you know, the reports I'm looking at are published about every two weeks. It would be, of course, great to have that information on a regular basis.
0: Okay, let's let me jump from that. I mean, we we can just uh, cross our fingers and hope that it's soon because I think it's something we need to know. Can we draw a connection? between that and say what Alberta is doing. Should we be looking to a fall where we have uh, a great big uptick, uh, a so-called fourth wave, uh, much less uh, accompanied by any kind of further restrictions? Or should we be looking to a reasonably clear uh, free period going into the fall and winter, much like what we've got now, where we can go out and eat in restaurants and shop in our favorite store, that kind of thing? What should we be looking to? I know you don't have the authority to make these decisions, but I think you have a pretty good feeling.
1: Well, there's no clear, you know, black and white answer. And I don't think it's going to be either end, um, you know, I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. And I don't think, I think Alberta strategy is a little bit premature right now. Like, of course, we should be, you know, opening cautiously and still use these kind of strategies, such as, um, you know, testing, uh, contact tracing, uh, staying home is obviously you're tested positive, wearing a mask in indoor settings, um, but Alberta is really putting those to the wayside. I think that's a little bit premature right now.
0: So the idea is they're right about one thing, that we're going to have to accept COVID as a, a co-inhabitant of the planet. In other words, it's going to be endemic to our our planet, the same as various diseases that we have to uh, contend with uh, are already, and we're going to have to live with them. Uh, so what you're saying, I guess, is that there's an intervening period that you foresee between now and some point, I probably would venture to say measured in months rather than years, where we're going to wind up making a similar decision, but it's not yet?
1: Well, it's hard to say because there's so many unknowns, right? Like, with the, for example, the Delta variant, we don't know how serious that can be, especially in the fall, especially for you know many people who are unable to get vaccinated, including those under the age of 12. And even with infection, it can potentially uh, cause long COVID, which includes long-term disability. So we still have to be very careful. I think that, you know, sometimes it's easy to say, you know, you know, we're tired of this, we want to give up, let's just, you know, go back to what we were doing before. But these strategies that we're doing that are, you know, testing, contract tracing and staying home if you're sick, it's not as severe as a lockdown. And we want to avoid any type of these drastic lockdowns, because as you know, they are quite harmful. So a lot of this is we don't know, and we just should still be careful.
0: Dr. Jennifer Kwan, we appreciate your time, and thanks for what you do.
1: Thank you so much.